1: Great to be back with you folks. Thanks for being part of this community, allowing us to come across your earwaves. And we've been continuing on in the book of Proverbs. And I love chapter seven of the book of Proverbs. It's hard stuff. I mean, we're really learning a lot about what we should be doing, the way we should be acting, the way we should be presenting ourselves in relationships and life. And it's just, uh, it's been a great study, Stephanie Westko. And Mm -hmm. how are you on this Friday?
2: I'm doing well, Doug. Um, Life is very busy when this plays, I believe, um, oh, yeah. I will be a week out from my son having his face surgery. So, um, prayerfully life will be in a good place by the time this is airing, but did we um, I, well. when
1: is Thanksgiving? It's like a week from Thursday. So we miss saying mm-hmm. happy Thanksgiving to everybody. Well, happy belated Thanksgiving. Happy Black Friday to you. you maybe. You're
2: right. It is next week. Yeah, I'm maybe, I'm totally.
1: Maybe some people are out right now uh, Black Friday shopping, listening to this podcast. Don't spend too much. If you don't have it, don't spend it.
2: Yeah, no kidding.
1: We go. We got an awesome mall here. We got one of the last malls in America that's awesome. You've been there. And all the yeah. stores around here. This is a haven for shopping. So, Generally, uh, Debbie and I and our oldest son, now he's married. I think he came with us last year. Probably him and Madeline will meet us there. Now he's living with his wife about 30 miles from here. And actually, Daniel, who never comes shopping with us, uh, said he's coming this year. So we always kind of make it into a day where we hop around the stores and then go get something to eat. And uh, it's always busy. It's always crazy. We always say, why, God, why? Why? But we always have a good time. But anyway, so so we hope you're having a good time out there. But anyway, here we are. We're in uh, uh, the book of Proverbs, but we always, always start with a knuckleheaded moment. And we do that for a couple of reasons. We want people to know what a knucklehead looks like. And number two, so there won't be a knucklehead. And number three, sometimes it can be kind of funny. Lately, we've been missing the humor side of it. We haven't been having an awful lot of fun with Mm -hmm. it, but today is my turn. So you might be a knucklehead. If you don't work on your relationship with PTSD people. So PTSD people are, we always say, you know, we're hypervigilant. We're wound up. I tell people I suffer from ADHD, OCD, and DUMB. And one of the things we like people who follow up on relationships. So if we've, you know, uh, I don't know, have you over and feed you and try to befriend you, befriend us back. Either that or bail out, you know, because you always wonder, did I do something wrong? Was the food not good? The present I gave him not up to par, whatever the case may be. And if you're not somebody who's talking on a regular basis, I mean, that can mess people up. So I'm just saying to you to work on relationships with people with PTSD, you just can't do something every seven or 10 weeks. And then people sit around and wonder, you know, am I good enough? Because we worry about stupid stuff like that. You got to yeah. admit it, Stephanie. This is something that affects us.
2: It's very real.
1: It's the struggle is real. So make sure you work on relationships with PTSD people as the do's and the don'ts. And then I would say as don't uh, say or do to people with PTSD would be. Don't not work on relationships. Don't do something great together. Don't hang out with them. Don't go somewhere without following up. Throw a text message out there. Throw something. Great day yesterday. Looking forward to when we can all be together again. Those types of things pay mm. major dividends in the life of a PTSD brain.
0: That's yeah. All,
1: that's all I'm saying, man. And uh, I mean, you, I, I guess you're agreeing with me. Don't you think that this yeah. is this is a necessary And it's not an evil. It's a good thing. It's something necessary. I think we got to do with people with PTSD. And and I got to tell you, even for people without PTSD, and I think the best people in the pastorate, the best people in the ministry, the best people making a difference are those people who keep up with folks. And uh, so just keep up with folks and, and you'll be all right. So with that, Stephanie, we're still moving along. We know that Chapter Seven has been dealing with a lot of stuff. It it came right out in our first podcast this week. We were talking about how we got to keep commandments. We got to hide them on our tablet in our hearts. We we got to seek that wisdom. We got to do that thing. We and uh, and then we got to stay away from that strange woman. We shouldn't be out at night. We shouldn't be out walking. We shouldn't be in the wrong places. And uh, we we know what these people look like. They have the attire of a harlot. All these different things were going down the wrong road. Don't dress like a harlot. Don't look with somebody who's dressing like a harlot. If you're a guy or gal and you're not dressing right, get that right. And, and then we came to that place where she caught him. She kissed him. Bad things are going on. There's perfume. There's Egyptian cotton. I mean, it's a best-case scenario. It reminded us. Stephanie had mentioned, I think, two podcasts ago about Joseph and Mrs. Potiphar and how Mrs. Potiphar tried to put everything in place, smell right, look right, act right, clean out the house, and make a difference with Joseph, it's never right to do it. Joseph bailed, lost another jacket. I mentioned jokingly, nobody really laughed, where I said that's the only guy in the Bible who's lost two jackets. But now we come upon this pot part. See, that's what happens when you're from New England. I still, I'm going to say New England
2: just snuck out there.
1: Well, you sneak out with your southern Michigan, northern Indiana accent, almost like a little bit of Minnesota in it where you go and that. You got a little bit of that going on and, and I don't okay. judge you on it. I don't, I don't Thanks.
2: judge you. I don't judge you. I like the new England sound. Oh. I think it's great. So
1: there we go. You know, and culturally we should like what our friends speak like. I, I like the way you speak. So there we go. Okay. Good. And, and other people, if you're from Southern Michigan and Northern Indiana, I like the way you speak too. So here we are. We're a, <laughs> I don't want to downgrade an entire group of people who are listening, But so here we are in chapter seven. So all that's going on. And then it says, for the good man is not at home. That means the husband. He had taken a bag of money with him, and he will come home the day appointed. With her much fair speech, she caused him to yield. With the flattering of her lips, she forced him. So again, we got this simple guy. So it's talking about we, we continually... I'm continually pre qualifying this to say, listen, both men and women can lure people in, can bring them into their trap, can flatter them, can go down the wrong road, can dress wrong, can do all those things. We get that. Uh, But in this particular case, so this is going on with this woman and, and with this woman. And Stephanie, as we looked at this verse, I mean, this woman's right away telling this guy her situation hey, I'm married, but he's not here. And he won't be back until a day that's already been appointed and decided, and she's working this guy. I mean, wh- what are you seeing here?
2: Well, it's kind of freaky um, because this woman is living a double life, and she's really good at it. and if i if I learn anything from reading this passage, I honestly don't think, you know, when I, when I think through this scenario, I don't think that this woman's husband has a clue what his wife is doing. He trusts her. She's, this woman is a good con man. Yeah. And, um, you know, he thinks she's running the house great. She's keeping things in order when in reality she's cheating on him every chance she gets.
1: And it's just like that Potiphar situation. It's just like (laughs) you had mentioned yesterday or the day before. Yeah.
2: And so I, I, what I see here is someone who's a disaster, um, obviously, but I really believe, you know, the more I read this passage, her husband doesn't have a clue. He really thinks that his wife is faithful, that she takes care of the house. He's a con man. And (laughs) this is a real thing. And this is a real thing in our churches. This is a real thing, not just in the world. Okay, it's easy for us to say, "Of course, this is black and white." No, this stuff is going on in churches. It's like we have aching situations brewing because of things like this. And so, uh, beware, because the one this woman's a flatterer. She appears to be spiritual, when in reality she's nothing but dirty, yeah. and. goal is destruction and I think when I look at this though this woman gets a thrill a joy out of destroying young men and there's a sense in which all this woman is is a human representation of the devil whose goal is to steal kill and destroy and all this woman is is someone who is controlled by Satan's agenda And so I I guess beware is a blinking lights right now in my brain, because this is a real thing. This isn't made up. This isn't just a horror movie nightmare scenario. This is real. This is their scenarios where you can watch this play out.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And and I mean, unfortunately, uh, you know, it's pretty clear what's going on here. And, uh, and unfortunately, this is something that's going on in the world. I don't know how prevalent it is, but it's certainly out there. We've all heard these things. We've seen these things. When I grew up as a young man, I the town I grew up from was maybe 25 to 30 minutes from a Navy base. And so these guys would go out on their submarines. It was a sub base in Groton, Connecticut. These guys would go out on their submarines for periods of time. And, and, you know, most of the wives, I'm sure, were great and honoring, taking care of the kids, those mm-hmm. kinds of things. But I can remember in my mind two or three that were known uh, for looseness and lasciviousness and these types of things. So this is real. This isn't something that, you know, is a case. The Bible's speaking to a real relevant thing that's going on today. I mean, there's there's sites out there, Stephanie, and where people can uh, have these hookups. You know, they can... Yeah. And they can decide on each other. You know, they can look at pictures, snap, hey, I'm interested. You know, the guy or gal that you write to can snap back, me too. They set up a meeting place, and uh, terribly, something illicit can happen. I mean, the world has turned into such a wicked place. We we live in such a precarious uh, situation today. You know, everything is so crazy. Everything is so sexually marketed, you know, that things are all right, just do this, just step on this. And, and I mean, if we're not careful, our kids are being raised in this kinder TikTok. even Christians, you know, you'll, you'll see the things they write. You know, we, we both know a a young lady who's going from one boyfriend to another. Uh, And, and we both know a young man who's going from one girlfriend to another, and he's married. And so I, I think, I think what God wants this young man to know, what Solomon's telling his son, what God wants us to know, uh, gentlemen and ladies, is that if not by the grace of God, we're going to fall into this stuff. We need to hide those commandments within our heart. We need to, this stuff never happens without life's being ruined. There's no easy way through this. There's always a life being ruined when you go outside of God's will for a one person physical relationship. There's yeah. always a life being ruined. Some life is being ruined. Don't think for a minute that I've got away with something that I can get away with something. This is something I can do. This is a road I can go to. No, there are lives being ruined because of this type of activity. Yeah. And yeah, and, you know, we can say, well, we're doing this because my spouse, I mean, you fill in the blank, my husband, my wife, whatever the case may be, uh, you know, doesn't pay attention to me enough, is always gone, whatever the case. Well, get your lives together and sit down with that blank husband or wife and get it right. I mean, there, yeah. needs, there needs to come a time, you know, I, I think as Christians, we have this level of accountability we got to stick with, but I wrote some things down, bringing us to this point. the bible i wrote some things down out of chapter seven and i put a big arrow here that i wanted to talk about these things to figure out how we got here first of all we had a well-chosen target i wrote that i mean you could preach this man a young man devoid of understanding so here's a target the devil always leads people to an easy target you know i i told the story of the young lady went all the way through bible college and never got married never met anybody had a man come along and said, I'm praying about having a relationship. I mean, her heart went pitter-patter. She went crazy. Man went over on her six-month mission trip, came back, wrote her a letter. The same day she got the letter, she had cheated with another guy. She had given up her purity and caught AIDS. Oh. And you never go to a place where you're not hurt by this. And that guy had just written her and said, you know, I'm ready to talk to your dad and have a godly relationship with you. And oh. I'm I'm so taken by you. I want this to move quick. And the lady had to write him back and say, well, the other day I had a relationship outside of God's will and caught AIDS, you know, and so I don't know if it was a month. I don't know. I heard the story told at a Bible college, but you got to be careful. There's targets out there and people know these targets and they move in at them. People think, well, I'm never going to get anything anyway. No one's going to know. No one's ever going to marry me. I'm too ugly. People don't like me. All the things that the devil puts on our hearts when we're trying to be involved in relationships, come up again and again and that's what's happening here in the background and uh somebody who is you know available to meet her house is open she's willing to meet him in, in chapter seven and verses six and ten and that first one a well the target seven seven then i put down she was dressed in the attire of a harlot so provocatively clothed and seven ten, a bad character. She was loud, rebellious, voicious, all those things. That's a of terrible character for a human being to be. In. And and then uh looking to tap looking to trap and seduce this guy. And chapter seven thirteen. So all these things have added up to where this relationship's gonna happen, have added up to where they're all at her house to where a husband's gone. This is a well planned, well orchestrated, well placed thing from the devil put in our heart free uh she's free with her physical affection she kisses him she puts it right out there she gave some recognition to religion she's talking about you know she's the spiritual one we talked about how king edward the fourth called him called his uh tramp his his uh, holy tramp and uh uh she she pursued him to make him feel like he's the one she's desiring he's special he's all that um She promised to please all his senses, you know. uh, You know, I've got the bed, the perfume. I got all these things worked out. We're going to spend all night. That invitation there, you know, my husband's gone for this set period of time, the promises of love, delight, sensual pleasure. We all know them. So I guess what I'm hitting at, folks, if not by the grace of God, the devil will use all these things to snag us, to snag our children, to snag our loved ones, to snag people, the devil will use all these things. Yeah. And, and she persuades him at the risk of discovery is low. You know, my husband's going, he's not coming back to the day appointed. He never comes back. You can imagine the conversation. It could just go on and on. She, like you had mentioned, uh, Stephanie, that there's a sales job going on here. And that's exactly what's going on. She's completely selling this young man. Hey, don't worry about it. Everything's going to be all right. Nothing's going to be harmed. Everything's great. No one's ever going to know this has happened. Well, God knows. Yeah. And, and and so I guess Stephanie knowing all these things and trying to somehow culminate which real quickly uh, I mean we're going into verse 22 and stuff where all the bad stuff happens and but real quickly she's getting to that point. And and I mean how does somebody stay away from getting here?
2: Go to Psalm 119 I think of the verse that says wherewithal shall a young man cleanse his way. By taking heed thereto according to thy word. And then David said, with my whole heart have I sought thee. Oh, let me not wander from thy commandments. And if you're walking in the way of God's commandments and his precepts, full temptations come, yes. But God will guard you and protect you. I love in in the New Testament how Paul talks about that God will keep our hearts and minds. Yeah. Through Christ Jesus, and where when your focus is on Jesus Christ, your focus isn't on the rules, your focus isn't on on anything else but him and and you're not being lazy. you know God does not ever reward laziness with protection. He's not going to protect laziness, God reward those whose hearts are diligently seeking Him. And so focus, make seeking him your focus, make that your goal in life to know Jesus. And when that is your goal, when that is your focus, when that is your heart throb, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings being made conformable unto his death, where you want to be transformed into the image of Christ and you're striving towards that. God
1: will hide you under the shadow of his wings. He will.
2: He He will. will, He will protect you.
1: Yeah. And this is just a picture of how sin sells. You know, sin is, you see the TV commercials, what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. No, it doesn't. And uh, it's known as the venereal disease capital of the world. It's known as the marriage and divorce capital of the world. Um, You know, folks, I mean, this is how easy things can happen if we're not careful. And now Mm -hmm. it takes two, you know, but here's a woman. In this case, it's a woman. In a lot of cases, it's the man that puts everything together so everything will fall together perfectly. And uh, uh, much like Mrs. Potiphar, you know, making sure the house is right, everything's right, there's no one there, you know, he's not going to come back to his appointed time, everything's free, it's all for you, and uh, the truth of the matter is any one of us could if we're not careful, if we're out doing the wrong things can fall into a trap like this. Yeah. And and it's, you know, there's people out there that are trying to trap men and women. Yeah. And sometimes it's more subtle than this. You know, it's a much more subtle thing. I I told Stephanie uh, back, you know, when we started talking and I, I said, you know, widows go one or two ways. And I hated to say that, but some get so lonely, so messed up that in, in some cases they'll just fall for anybody or anything. And Stephanie has been the complete opposite of that in a picture of, of God's strength. But I'm just saying that can happen to widowers, that could happen to single people, that could happen to divorced people. I mean, if yeah. we're if we're not careful, if we don't hide those commandments in our heart, if we don't place God in the place of prominence, in the place of preeminence, in the place of number one, this could happen to us. Yeah. That's just the reality of it. And and you know, we crave, especially people who've been hurt, Stephanie. People have yeah. had those bad spouses, those uh bad marriages, those uh bad upbringings, the you know, the terrible fathers, the terrible mothers, the abusive situations. We crave people who seem right and honest, who who seem like they have all the answers, uh, you know, are good looking, smell good, have a good situation. Our bodies are a whole physical being, craves them, but there's a bigger side to us. And it's the spiritual side. It's the Holy Spirit of God in our hearts to say, no, no, what you're craving is physical. That's not God. And yeah. And that the the love of Christ constraineth us. I think we see over in second Corinthians. I don't know, Stephanie, if you had to wrap this up, being a lady among us, how would you wrap this up?
2: I would wrap it up with set your affection on things above. And that very often will involve a godly um, relationship, you know, in marriage, but set your affections on things above because that's looking unto Jesus exactly. and that changes everything. If that's where your focus is.
1: And people have a tendency that are out, you know, that have not had a good godly marriage and things like that to think that a godly marriage is born or something. And that's not the case at all. I mean, if it's, if anything, it's the complete opposite of that. Uh, there's so much fun and wonderfulness and excitement that comes in a Christian marriage. Just, Hang in there, man. Like Stephanie says, put your sights on above. It's coming. And you're going to have a better relationship than you've ever had. I promise you that. And, I, hey, Stephanie, I think, I think if we can say anything on the way out is we're seeing an awful lot of what the world looks like today. But we're continually reminded of the commandments for us. We're continually reminded of the rules. We're continually reminded of how God uh, can use uh, his word hiding in a heart, other Christians to make a difference in our life. Mm. And, and that's what this is all about. The knowing, understanding if not by the grace of God, this could happen to any one of us. Be humble friends, be ready for this. Have your eyes out there. Keep, keep looking around, have your head on a swivel and, uh, and be looking around. Well, it's great to be with you folks. I'm, I'm always honored to be here. And, uh, you know, Stephanie, what I was thinking as I went through this, I was thinking, honestly, and I think I said this in a couple podcasts, boy, if this isn't a picture of today's world, I don't know what is.
2: Mm, Yeah. This
1: this is today. Click on this link on this, Um, uh, meet me here. You know, folks, that's not a world that God has for Christians. We don't, we're not drawn to the world. We're drawn to the father. We're drawn to the sun and those things that have been put together for us. But anyway, I know we hit this an awful lot. We do. We do feel honored that you folks would take the time to listen to us. Please recommend us to your friends. If you want to get a hold of Stephanie or I, please make sure you find us on Helpful Wounded Spirits, and we'll go out of our way. We'll try to get a hold of you as soon as we can. We want to help you out, and please find a good church out there. And if you don't have one, let us find you one, and uh, we'll be glad to share that with you. So have a great day. Happy Black Friday to you, and we'll talk to you real soon. Thank you. Bye bye.
0: Thank you for listening to our podcast today. It is very important to all of us at Help for Wounded Spirits that you know your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The Bible is very clear with a simple salvation message. You can know today. First, you're a sinner for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, there's a price on sin, for the wages of sin is death. Third, Jesus paid that price for you, but God commendeth his love toward us, in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Lastly, you must speak it with your mouth and believe it with your heart, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus,